your ROI here. <laughs> I just sit here. I'm like, oh, I think there's something else we're supposed to be doing, but I, I <laughs> fuck if I can remember. I feel like there's something that should be happening. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Let's start recording. Just cough. All righty. Um, so last time, 75 months ago. Uh, so with the new day, the group decided to leave their rooms in search of a breakfast of all of the bacon and also some strategizing time. Still concerned about the disappearance of Anastas and Cheer, the group discussed their options. Guy suggested contacting Anastas' adopted father, Urias, who was an important cleric in the church of Perium, but realized the response might take some time as Urias was stationed in Crestfall and not the capital. And the group also considered finding someone who could contact or travel to other planes or try to find more information on Anastasia's expeditions. Stuart also asked uh, Professor Xerxes Graves if he had any progress in translating the runic book for him, but he hadn't made any progress, and he also asked to be brought to the library. Our heroes decided to go to the university administrative offices to ask the dean about Anastas. In the process, they received permission to look through their office to see if they could find any information to assist in the search. On the way over, they stopped at the library to see if they could publish their scholarly findings from the monastery, but were delayed with some bureaucratic red tape. They asked if they had to take out Professor Graves and meet him in the library. Dai suggested splitting the team to accomplish some of their list, but the group decided that they should at least investigate Anastasis' offices together. Within the office, they began their search, finding another notebook with the invisible runic writing, some inkless, inkless quills, and logistics notebooks for the 13 previous expeditions to the monastery in the Creepy Nobra. Included in each was a list of the individuals who went on the expeditions, and by comparing the list, they found that six people had made several visits to the monastery, two of whom were Anastas and Sheer. The other names were S. Blockius, G. Roper, Wander, and P. Arkwright. Uh, university staff pointed them in the direction of Professor Solas Malakwis' estate, where he lived with his wife, Helene, a professor of mathematics, and their grandson, Hiro. 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 <laughs> Upon arrival, they were greeted by Professor Helene and the two dogs, Cannon and Barley. Helene mistook them for the new hired help, and the group took the guise of the cook, head guard, gardener, and Hiro's new tutor to in a ruse to get more information about the monastery and disappearances. The situation at Othel Estate was uh, more complicated than they expected, however. Professor Solis was in the depths of a fantasy coma, and strange occurrences had scared away most of the staff. While becoming increasingly unsettled by these things, things like mysteriously ransacked rooms, dropping temperatures, an airy eight-year-old with ominous warnings, dogs staring at nothing, and bleeding walls. The group managed to obtain more of Professor Solis' notebooks on the expeditions and death grew some awesome tomatoes. Piero warned them about the monsters that come at night. Before running to bed, Professor Helene told the group about the mysterious deaths of her three youngest children during their teenage years. Then insisted they retire at their specific bedtime. Piero warned the group that things turn at night. At 10 p.m., they realized that Professor Solis had left. They spoke to Barley the dog, who informed them that Professor Solis flew away and would come back later that night. Hero sat at the bell, which is 1 a.m. So the group waited until then, um, passing time investigating the bleeding of the walls until they heard noises in the attic and went to confront the source. There they found two black red ooze monsters 
an aberration in the form of the professor. The creature's legs bent in strange ways, and it was decorated in bones to appear dragon-like. The professor's lips had been chewed from his mouth, and then he turned towards the group, and you guys prepared for battle. And that's where we are, and have been for four months. Four, four months? Four months. Held, held in that pause screen. Yes. So you guys <sighs> kind of move yourselves around to where you think you were going to be. See, so I, Connor, I know you were saying that at the end that you're trying to get a little closer, but I think everyone else was pretty near the door. Where are the people? Is it just the one? Um. So these are the oozes. Oh, okay. That's, I, I didn't know what those were. They look like kind of like spawn pits for oozes. <laughs> and that's the professor. No one. Ducky ducky. Oh, and everyone roll initiative. And how uh, how tall is the ceiling in this room? Just... Um, so the ceiling kind of goes like this. So in the middle, it's at the highest point. Um, and I would say that there is about maybe like 12 feet and down at the corners. Um, I think deck you would have to hunch a little bit. It gets a little closer to like six or seven feet. Is this the same map we're on last time? It's different. Should be different. Is it the one with all the furniture? I don't remember this room. Yeah, that's really Yeah, it's because it's new. (laughs) (laughs) We weren't going to have a fight last time. We were going to leave off. Oh, that's right. Uh, I got 18. I got a 19. I also got a 19. 11. Okay. Wait, were you, Kate? Uh, 11. 11. I don't know if you know you can actually select multiple people and just right click the add turn for all of them at once. I'm already more than halfway through. But I'll oh, I know for future. <laughs> I did not know I could do that. <laughs> but thank you for telling me. Yep, DM tricks. And then the we players can update our own initiatives. So. Yep. Birdie, 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 bird. Oh. Everyone in? Let's make it. And Zook, if you want to go before me, I'm totally down for that. That's fine. Why is, oh, why is it not going in order? There should be a sort descending option. Uh-huh. Yeah. I see. Cool. Awesome. 
All righty. So you guys have been waiting all night, seeing all these creepy ass things going on. Um, Carol telling you about all the monsters that were coming. You didn't know how many, but they made all these noises in the attic at night. And you uh, came up after investigating or waiting downstairs for the professor to come back. Um, and you walk in and you see him. It's obviously his body, but it's like, a monstrosity of it he's walking in this really weird almost reptilian way like uh dinosaur legs kind of bent backwards and moving on that he has talons at the bottom of his feet uh, that look like they were kind of um added there with bone claws um and out of his back almost like he made them himself are wings that are um made of like human femurs and hand bones and stuff. Uh, and over his head where you can see like his eyes are like bloodshot and his lips have kind of been chewed off of his face um, is either like a large dog, a canine skull or a horse skull that's been kind of scratched at and uh, not scratched at, but like carved to kind of look a little bit more reptilian. He's got a little bit of a dragon-like appearance like that. Uh, Dragon Bone Golem, you guys fought down in the monastery. So, Zoom, it's your turn. All right. Do I have any idea what's in these giant barrels? Uh, nope. It's just a bunch of crap. It's obviously used for storage up there. Do they have like a little oil symbol or like a caution triangle? No, they're mm. just barrels. <clears throat> Handle with care. <laughs> Nothing like uh, potentially highly alcoholic. Or <laughs> no. It doesn't, they don't have anything on them. All righty. In fact, all the stuff up there, and they're covered in spiderwebs. Everything's spiderwebby. They might not even have anything in there, considering um, that this is storage for old right. stuff. So much like the Hobbit, I'm going to hop in that barrel and use it as armor. As I mm -hmm. Twirl around and hit things with my axe. Gonna go ahead and hop over the couch there and get next to this guy. And then go ahead and pull out my longsword and make two attacks with it. Party. That is a 15 and a 27. 27 heads. Hey, uh, Zooks, can you, I'd call out and say, get to the <laughs> side of him. <clears throat> If you could hop on one side or the other. Uh, There's, I got another five feet, so I'll go to that side of them. Okay. Um, so that is a, do, do, do. oops, and then do damage. As 14 points of damage for that. Um, then as a bonus action, I'll make an unarmed strike. And I will strike him, sir. All right, then. Nope. Oh, there it goes. Uh, that is a 26 to hit. That hits. And 10 more points of damage. Sweet. And uh, yeah, my AC will go up by two for hitting him with my sword. And I'll pass on my turn. 
That is your turn. All right. Um, probably I'm going to kind of juke off to the side here since it's best not to cluster up. Hide, I'm going to hide behind this couch. Can I get to that couch? No, I can get to these chairs. I'm going to hide behind these chairs. Uh, and I oh, pull and out my. These brown things are uh, pillars. So they go all the way up to the ceiling. Okay. And so it's, uh, and these um, oozy looking things, do they, um, do they like fall? Like, did you describe them again? Just, it's been since it's been a couple months. Yeah, they're um, sort of a blackish red. Uh, bit of ooze they had come down from the walls and then grouped together to kind of like stand there they're about the size of a bird all right actually they're bigger than a person they're large creatures mm -hmm. they're just kind of like undulating all right well it's probably not gonna work on them uh but um i'll try anyway because it'll should work on our good friend the possessed possessed professor uh <laughs> so i hold out my holy symbol and um uh mutter something under uh loudly under my uh loudly uh and uh a just an orb of electricity appears uh between the professor and the ooze uh and i cast synaptic static they need to make intelligence saving throws okay dokey so one of the oozes and the <clears throat> yes uh though if if the ooze has an intelligence score of Two or lower, it 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 takes. Oh, oh no, they're good. <laughs> all right, yeah, I didn't think it was going to hit them, but uh, I mean, it's a burst. Why not try just in case? Um, <laughs> but uh, the professor definitely needs to make an int save. Uh, that is a nineteen. He succeeds. He takes half damage. Um, sadly, I, I do not debuff his uh, checks, but so uh, 26 points of psychic damage, that's have to be 13 points of psychic damage. He's still looking pretty good. Uh, Your two attacks haven't done anything. I don't think you guys expect that. I just realized we're going to do attacks. <laughs> yep, I'm done. All righty, deck. Mm, I'm looking at what I can do. I'm not quite sure what I want to do. Wait a second. I was thinking of transforming into something, but I realize I'm only seventh level druid, <coughs> eighth level druid, and it's not really helpful. Does it look like uh, the guy that um, uh, Zook is fighting could be under like a charm? Um, roll a Arcana 
Was it? Was a no, okay. I don't think it's a charm. There's something affecting him, but it's not charm. Or there's something going on with the creature, but it's not charm. They're under potentially some sort of spell effect. Um, maybe. It's something spell-like, but it seems weirder than anything you've ever seen. There is something affecting him. He's no longer the person that he was or even the person that you saw in the bed earlier. But you don't get any sense that there was something cast on him that made him that way. Hmm. Determine whether I want to use Dispel Magic or not. Since you don't have 20, I'll give you Dispel Magic this minute. Okay. It's like it's another form of what you guys saw earlier. Would it be fair to ask if it seems like it's a permanent change based off his role? It seems like something natural to him. Gotcha. So he's like mutated. He's not like yeah. Like the he's like mutated. Spelled. Yeah, okay. Like I guess I should have asked something like that before I started smashing him with my sword. <laughs> yeah, Paul's making us look bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, e- eat electricity, shit bag. And Paul's like, is he a shit bag? <laughs> Where does the shit bag begin and the man yes. end? Is this a case of nature or nurture? It was <laughs> one to ten. How okay. much shit bag? I'm going to cast then on the guy that Duke's attacking is Lightning Bolt. So they need to make a Dex 16 save. Okay. And I'm just going to click on that and see how fast it takes for 8d6 to roll on my computer. 18. Ooh, so they Plus. So you got 20. Okay. Um, so they take half damage right then? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But... Creature takes half damage. Honestly. Oh, he got a natural twenty. Okay. Because he has um, when he gets to roll twice. Why does he get to roll twice? Because he has advantage against spell attacks. Okay. Well, it's half. Not damage. spell attacks, but spell um. Dex- half of thirty-four, so he takes seventeen damage. Seventeen damage. And I already had uh, moved kind of behind um, Chris. Okey-dokey. I end my turn. That is your turn. Alrighty. <laughs> All right. Um so where you're standing, Zoop, you see one of the wings strike out against you. That is a 26 to hit. Is your food here? Almost. Or is your friend you know down there? Honey? Oh, yeah, that hits. It's just hit. All right. Um, 
It's 13 piercing damage. And you find that you're, are you, are you, are you able to be restrained? Uh, I want to say yes. Okay, so the wing strikes out and kind of pins you against the wall. Um, and then, yeah, so you're pinned for the rest of this turn, but at your turn, you have to make, remember, uh, remind me to make you have to do a strength check. Okay, and then it also is able to use its, everyone needs to make a DC 16 wisdom saving throw. Cool, 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 cool. Nine plus <laughs> eight. Ooh, 16. 17. Yeah, 17. 14. Just short. 11. <laughs> uh, big six. Big six. Okay, everyone <laughs> under 16, you are frightened. Oh, no. Danger. So everyone. Yeah. But... yeah. Oh, no. So you have disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls while you can see it, and you can't completely move closer to him. And he may sort of like a garble group break sort of thing, because he's really happy with the fact that he managed to pin down um, dude. And it's that that kind of like chills you guys to your bones. He looks really gross. And those are definitely humanoid bones that he's got on him in some places. All right, uh, Hardy, it is your turn. Uh, so recently frightened, <laughs> Hardy kind of creeps along the wall, <laughs> not wanting to get closer. Um, I'm going to uh, fire a shot at this slime uh, to the left. That one is a 26 to hit. And I'm also going to uh, be casting Hail of Thorns okay. for that hit. Okay. So it's 13 damage for the first hit. Okay, so that is your bow or your arrows magic? Uh, I don't. I don't. Is my bow? I think it is. I just have a regular long bow. Okay. So then that's half, but you get full hail of thorns. Okay. Damage. Uh, So with uh, Hail of Thorns, it's the next time you hit the creature with okay. a ranged weapon. Um, so for the second hit was uh, 31 to hit. Mm -hmm. uh, and that is uh, nine halved. And then for the Hail of Thorns, 
that'll be an additional six. Well, you see um, when you shoot it, which the arrow kind of like roops and kind of just like sort of a little absorbed, but it recoils and it's hit with the uh, actual hail of Thorns damage. All right, and now it's their turns. That's the end of your turn, right? Mm-hmm. All right, um, the first one. This guy's going to sort of group, group, <laughs> You know how the um, light flags move in uh, Legend of Zelda? That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. And then it gets within 30 feet of all of you. It's going to spray out a cone of what looks like parts of itself. It's like this gross, viscous, reddish black liquid. So everyone has to make a death saving throw. Also, so my friend. So die, deck, and um, party. Sorry, I thought it was food. It was just a chewy box. For a second, I thought you said everyone has to make a death saving throw, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Dex saving throw? Dex. Dex. Dexterity. Uh, 17. 20, 22. 22. 22. 22. 22. 22. 22. 22. 22. 22. 22. 22. 22. 22. I throw a three twice in a row. Ooh. Um, if you got less than a fifteen dexterity saving throw, then oh, I tossed down. Wait. You take max damage. You take 32, and then if you succeeded, you take half of that acid damage. Oh. And each of you is pulled up right towards it. Ooh. Oh. Slimes, are, slimes or beasts are not beasts, correct? No. Yeah, that's what I thought. Wonderful. I thought Paul resisted. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Paul. You're not moved up. Hey, stop trying to kill me. 16 damage still, that's a lot. Uh, so that one's so that one's turn. Where are those brown boxes again? Brown boxes, oh, those are pillars. Oh, pillars, okay. Um, and then his friend is going to wiggle his way over towards Jet. Or sorry, is it? And it kind of, as it goes past this uh, table, it kind of like splits itself in half and half of it slides over the top and the other <laughs> half 
goes under the bottom and it comes back together on the other side. There's kind of like groups next to Zook and Zook, it's going to make two attacks on you. Duncan, you're in the way of my dice. <laughs> I can't kill your uncle if you don't get in the way. Um, that is one of them is a 10, and the other one is a 25. Oh, yeah, 25 will hit. All right. So you take. 13 bludgeoning damage and twelve acid damage. <laughs> and then it's tendrils and kind of wrap around you as well. It's goopy tendrils. Can you get double grappled, Chris? Are restrained people, and grappled? Can two people grapple you at the same time? Is that where you're yeah. asking? It's like an automatic effect of his attack when it lands, both of them. Only one hit me, though. Oh, you mean? No, both creatures. Gotcha. Good question. Uh, yes, a creature can be grappled by a multiple target. Okay, cool. Um, you're grappled by this guy. Your escape DC starting in that turn is 15. And that's an also, also a string. And then All you right. have to break free against each creature grappling you. Yes. All righty. So those are the bloops. Zook, it is your turn. You are being hugged by two monsters. They seem to love you. Windrows, you know, like. I, since they seem like they love me, I whisper, if you love me, let me go. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, they don't seem to either understand what you said or care. Okay, noted. Um, I'm going to look over at my friends and then look down at myself seemingly melting in acid and hu hugged by two things and go, you guys think we should try to get out of here? <laughs> <laughs> this is my formal resignation from <laughs> job. <laughs> uh, I know that, that Zook be like, yeah, I think these guys are gonna be the better of us. I'm like, I don't know. I think they shot their load early. Let's fuck them up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm with die. Ask me again in six seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I only got hit twice out of four times and I'm at less than half health. <laughs> Those have to be recharge attacks, whatever that means. <laughs> Alrighty. I will swing on... Um... Buddy guy here again, then. Uh, 15 misses. And a natural one miss. Natural one misses. No. Um, then as a bonus action, 
I will take the dodge action and use the patient defense. Okay. What does patient defense do? The dodge you're action. Not, you're, you're looking a little rough, maybe, right? Yeah. I was really hoping to stun one of them right there and be in a little better position, but didn't quite pan out. Okay. Who, who's like who's below half aside from myself? Zooks, uh-huh. Deck, are you? I'm at like I'm I'm doing okay. I'm over half, but yeah, Marty? same. I'm I'm over half because okay. I I took half damage on that. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Have a few bruises and maybe a bloody nose. No, sorry, I'm, I'm melting. That's what that was, right? <laughs> yeah. So there's some significant burns on my skin. Tufts of fur, just like all enough. Oh, oh is it my turn or is it? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, that's why you asked how everyone was. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I was just so how here, are we? Just staring at the staring in the space. Am I grappled? By this uh, thing? No, you were just pulled to them. Okay. Okay, so I don't want to get anywhere closer. I'm st- uh, do, do we get more saving throws for the fright effect, or is it just uh, during? Oh yeah, at the beginning of your turn. Sorry, uh, Connor, you needed to make a. Uh, saving throw against the frightful presence, DC 16. For wisdom? Yeah, it died, you as well. Got a 19 on that. Um, nice, so you're no longer afraid of the guy, it's not you pinned. Do I make a strength one for the restrained? Yes. All right, uh, I got an 11, but I'm gonna use 17. My 17. Go ahead. I get an 11, but I'm going to go ahead and use Favored by the Gods. It lets me add 2d4 to this roll. So, wow. Uh, add 2 to that roll. So, never mind. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right. So, I'm still scared. Uh, so, I'm just going to kind of duck back behind the ooze, which is somehow less scary. <laughs> so, Connor, you're able to free yourself from the ooze, but not the uh, monster, the professor. I thought his was a 15, too. This is 17. That's what I got. Oh, yeah. Okay, sorry. I was thinking wrong meets whatever. No, meat beats usually. Meat beats. Yes, that's it. My head was like meets at seeds. I don't know what that means. <laughs> um. Meets beats. So you're able to break free of both. And um, you break free of his uh, bone Queen, you hear a crack and like a couple of pieces of bones trying to fall off where you rinse yourself from it. So, what do we call this bone creature? No. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Boner. <laughs> bone Daddy. All right. So, I'm going to spend a sorcery bone point um, and uh, cast Cure Wounds at fourth level on Zook. Cure cool. wounds. Yep. Unzook. Unzook. Yeah. But that's a touch spell, isn't it? Yeah. I, 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 I use this uh, uh, sorcery. Oh, point your there. sorcery. Oh. Point. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I was like, Ooh, okay. Uh, plus five. Twenty-one points back to you, Zook. 
Um, and then. Ow. Why are you biting me? No, give him to me. Give him to me. Give him no, to me. I'm not putting them in his face. <laughs> so. uh, and then I think that is all I can do. Oh, so, uh, okay. I look at the ooze monster in front of me and went, go, mother. Uh, that's it. Yes, we're downstairs. I'll, yeah, I'll do it quick. So I'm going to, because Die. Oh, you have to make. No, wait, you. I'm not good. Scared. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Sorry. Since Die healed Zook, uh, I'm going to cast Healing Spirit uh, right behind um, Katie or Hardy. Uh-huh. Uh, so make it whatever you want. And I'm going to cast it at third level. So <clears throat> um, it says here, let's see here. Uh, a creature you can see moves into the spirit space for the first time or on a turn or starts its turn there, you can cause the spirit to restore 1d6. So since I'm casting at third level, they can heal 2d6 at the start of their turn. Um, my spell casting modifier is four. Uh, so I get one plus four for my the times it can heal. Now, what I'm not sure is it the number of times it can cast. Is it when it heals? Is each heal individual, or since Hardy and Die are next to each other, is it kind of like an AOE and it heals them to those two, and that counts as one? You know, Christina. Sorry, I wasn't. It was. I was looking so, at my, my what I was going to do next turn. I wasn't. I wasn't. The, <laughs> the, the spirit can heal a number of times equal to one plus. Oh, are you doing the spirit? The spirit guardian healing. Yeah. Spirit. Healing, spirit. healing spirit. So, um, is it individual person people that it's casted on counts as one spell? Yeah, one creature is a spell. Okay, not it, not like an AOE. No, that's okay. the other one. That's the other so, one. Um, at the start of your guys' turn. If I don't know if you could put some sort of creature there, um, some random thing, you don't have to do anything special. Um, you guys at the start of your turn, Hardy, you'll have to remember 2d6 is what you get healed for, cool. And then, um, I'm gonna cast, uh, let's see here, I'm actually gonna move. Didn't realize those were pillars. So I'm gonna move, actually, I'm gonna move here. So I moved into its range. Mm, That ghostly presence. I'm a yeah, whoever put Casper on there. Heal twice. Good. It was six and four, so I heal ten. Um, can you put a number on it? That's what I'm doing. Okay, so now it's down to four. Oh, I thought it was down to three. No, they didn't. They didn't use it yet. Oh, okay. They. Yeah. This is the start of their turn, so it's at four. Um, and then I cast Thorn Whip on the 
the blob and hit it and says like I rolled a 23 and then I rolled 2d6. I'm assuming 23 hit. Yes. One and a two, no. No. <sighs> Three damage. That's depressing. And then I'll end my turn. We'll get the booties. Can you bring me a, a, a white spoon up too? Soup spoon, yeah. I said soup spoon for a second, and I'm like, what? Soup spoon? <laughs> All right, it is old monster's turn. He is going to. He's gonna use a. No, I forgot using it. It's like the entrance. Um. He's gonna go ahead and make a claw attack towards you, Zook. Um, that is a 24 and a 27. Those both hit. With disadvantage? Oh no. Uh, 24 and 26. Yeah, those both hit. They just rolled almost the same exact things twice. <laughs> but it helps, it's not very strong attack. Uh, so that's four damage and seven damage. And then that is his action for the turn. So Hardy, it is your turn. Okay, and I it was two d6, right? That I got uh, the spirit moving me. Yes. It's a hot four. Hot four. But I'll take it. Did Hardy's heal for two d six? Feeling it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> from there, Hardy sort of looks over to where Zook is <laughs> boned. Um, <laughs> literally and uh there's this ghostly howl and uh oh. a yes exactly uh and a uh the wolf spirit <laughs> my my bestial uh spirit <laughs> um manifests uh here i want it to be close to the bone man. <laughs> the bone daddy. Bone daddy. And I shout at it, uh, protect Zook. And uh, so it'll take its turn after me. My little imaginary wolf. And then uh, up yeah, where you want him? Yeah. Okay. Because I want him to be able to take his uh, pack tactics. Um, and then to the slime in front of me, I'm going to swing my hand axe. Okay, okay. That is a 20 to hit, not natural. Yes. And uh, seven halved. Uh, I'm assuming it isn't magic. Yeah, you had it kind of, and then you kind of have to like wrench it out a little bit. Uh, so those are my two moves, and then my wolfie here is 
going to, I gotta pull that back up. Uh, it's gonna do, <laughs> I have to cast, I have to remind myself of what my spells do. Uh, gonna do the mall attack. Wolf is magic walk, he's magic attack, huh? right? Chris? What's that? Because Wolf is magic walk, he has magic attacks, right? Yes. Yeah, because I'm using my um, spell attack modifier for his. That is, I got to add stuff to it. A 19 to hit with my stuff added in. Does that, sorry, does a 19 hit? Yes. Okay. Oh, I think I rolled the wrong thing. I did, didn't I? <laughs> Whoops, hold on. Hey, roll that attack roll again. This will make more sense. So 16. Uh, does that still hit? Does that still hit? Is that what you that's, Yeah. No. No, okay. Is that for, which one is that for? Sorry, I, I realized I clicked the wrong thing uh, when I was rolling the attack roll. Okay, so that's against the Bone Daddy. Yes. Okay, 16 does not hit him. Well, he gnashes his teeth at him. Ah. And that's my turn. All righty, time for an ooze party. Ooze party. And now we find out if that is a recharge ability. Or if I've killed us all. <laughs> okay. Uh, Hardy. That is a... Jesus. 17 to hit. And uh, that hits. All right. That's six bludgeoning damage. Okay. And you are grappled. Sure enough. And then die, that is a... There's no acid damage? Oh, yeah, there's going to be acid damage once it's done. Okay. <laughs> oh, don't worry. There will be acid damage. Teacher, um, teacher, you forgot to sign homework. 15? 15, 15, 15 will hit. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I was saving it for some flare afterwards, Connor, but whatever. I was just wondering if it was like a location thing, or I'm just trying to figure that out. That's teacher, seven bludgeoning damage. 
Got the murderous teacher. Right. And then after it lashes out and hits both of you, there's a and you get a spray of acid at you. Well, what, what I'm really trying to figure out is if it's a ending your turn next to it, does the acid damage, or if it's the hit that does the acid damage. The hit. Okay. You get 11 points of acid damage. No mm. save. Uh, I don't think there's a save. Cool, 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 cool. How you guys no. doing? Um, may have do- no worries, may have doomed us all. But you're grappled. <laughs> I'm grappled? Mm-hmm. Cool. And when it um sent out the spray at you, you notice that it seems smaller than it had before. It's running out of juice. Mm-hmm. Can I try some of that pasta? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next one. What are we here for? It's gonna tap you, Zook. Obviously, you're there. 14? Nope. All right, it misses. You just whoop, whoop, whoop. And okay. since, in, in, in the honor of reminding teachers, does it only get one attack this time? Uh huh. Okay, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna be doing something else, which is what uses up his other deck, but not right yet. Um, all right, so Zook, it's your turn. I'll play now. He's uh, Bone Daddy's gonna take his legendary action, and I almost forgot about it. Go for the wolf. And- He's going to grab you, Zook, by the face with his gross hand, and you need to make a saving throw. Deck saving throw. All right, I got advantage because I did the, what's it called? Uh, Mm -hmm. Patient defense. Yep. It's a 15 or a 14. Um, as he touches you, you feel like super grossness, like sort of a dark energy going into you. Bone and you here. take, no, not a bone. Shut up, Paul. Eight points of necrotic damage. All right. Um, since I was a dex, I'm going to take half. Cool. All right, and now it's your turn. Gonna go, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I will hit him with my sword, or try to. See if I can roll higher than a f- seven. <laughs> Natural 20, there we go. Nice. This is where Zoot starts the one shot all these guys. Do it. Um, I'm gonna re-roll one of those d10s because I am now a great weapon fighter, level one two. Well. So, 
where's the d10? That's a d10. Ooh. So I got a three and a four plus six is 13. Broken. Cool. Yeah. So 13 damage on the first hit. Then I'm going to try to pump a stunning strike into that. All righty. And that's a, a constitution saving throw against mm. I don't know what it's against 21 yeah that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna be more than enough okay oh yeah that's against 15 I'm gonna hit him again maybe mm-hmm. uh, that's a 28 to hit hits I'm right, gonna pump another stunning strike into that Sure. And it's 14 points of damage. Okie dokie. And then you got a. Oh, that's the lower number. 15? Uh, that's it. That saves or no? That's the number. So yeah, it saves. Oh, cool. And then I will burn. Yeah, I got it. I'll burn another key point and do another um, patient defense. Cool. You look super patient. Very defensible. That's your Um. I will walk around the guy to the other side of him. Cool. Staying in his range, but given once it's like a attack opportunity if he wants to take it. This line? No. Okay. Dad or death. Okay. Uh, I'm going to make my wisdom save against the fright. Uh, yeah, 2d6 to heal. Don't you have to be in the same square as the thing? Nope, by feet. Oh, cool. You're by feet. I get back five hit points. Nice. Puts me back into double digits. Oh, wow. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Uh, does a 16 wisdom save save, or is it 17 for the fright? 16 saves. 16 saves. Oh, wait. No, 17. Is it? Wait. What were you saying against the fright? Yeah. Um, 16 saves. Okay. Cool. So, uh, uh, as this creature has me in its oily grips, and I feel the life uh, starting to uh, rip out for me, just sort of subconsciously. Uh, these shimmering wings appear in my back and my eyes turn into energy. Uh, and I scream out uh, and a a sort of shimmering prismatic hammer appears in the air. Uh, I'm casting a spiritual weapon uh, at fourth level. Um, and it's going to attack the ooze on me. 
So for the ooze, does a 25 hit? Yeah. Um, and as the uh, as the weapon hits, I will use the other part of my radiant soul ability, and there is a burst of radiant energy uh, that happens when it makes contact. All right, so it's not great damage. That's better. Uh, so uh, it's uh, fourteen of uh, what does spiritual weapon do bludgeoning magical mm -hmm. bludgeoning oh force damage right yeah force damage 14 force damage uh and then another nine points of radiant yeah and it's kind of seeps in on itself and kind of disappears into a small tiny puddle all right uh and i am just hovering there like five feet above the ground Uh, and that's my turn. Cool. My turn? Yep. Five plus two, I heal for seven. Nice, I'm back at full health. So that's one, two, three, four. Uh, uh, Hardy's turn, the healing spirit will disappear. I'm going to go over to die. Was 10 feet. So I'm going to use 10 feet and over to die. And I'm going to cast uh, Cure Wounds at second level. Thank you. 2d8 plus 4. Eight, 7. Come on. High number. 6. Says thirteen plus four, so that's seventeen health. Nice. And then Spence back up life. past half. So, um, so that is an action, actually. Um, then I'll pull my staff out. Wait, Here. in front of everyone. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> is this the yeah. time? <laughs> do I just use Shillelagh or do I have to cast it and then attack? With, I don't want to. Mm -hmm. Powers, it's a buff for the weapon. Okay, so then I will. I'll, um, Actually, on my uh, staff and move the next feet. Yeah, that's good. That'll get past that um, non-magical resistance they have. Yeah, and I'll end my turn there because that's my action and my bonus action. All right, it's going to Daddy's turn. I believe you got me saying that book. Okay. Did you order that? Mm -hmm. Okay, like it says, like, I you don't order that thing. Um, finish the probably. If you want to, yeah. let me see. 
Um, it's going to a claw tag at Yuzu. Um, that's 12 and 28. So that is. Uh, that is four piercing damage to you in that turn. Um, so that's his turn, but after his turn, he's going to use legendary action. Hmm. And he's going to beat his wings together. Uh, did you roll for disadvantage on this? Uh, I did not roll for disadvantage on the second one. Uh, 17? 17 doesn't hit. Okay, then that doesn't hit. Um, but he's going to beat his, his wings. Against you, you have to succeed on the DC 19. That's saving throw. 27. 27? Okay, you're good. He seems very annoyed. Fuck you. I flip on the bird. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, you, flip them, you flip them yourself. That's yes, exactly. Precisely. <laughs> I like to imagine that That's in this charge role, out of that flipping the birds, just pointing at yourself and nodding. <laughs> mm-hmm. You get it. You get it. Well, I'm a monk, so I just did a backflip. <laughs> <laughs> Are these tables? I meant to ask that earlier. Which ones? These. No, Those are pillars. 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 Okay. All right. I'm going to move. Oh, I haven't done my wisdom. I'll do that too. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid anymore. I scream. Yay! Uh, <laughs> roll for healing. Party. Oh, I, I did. Yes. Yeah, I got that. The ghost is gone. Mm-hmm. Goodbye, ghosty. You're so friendly, that ghost. He's a good guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, friendliest around. He's just like out. And I'm, I'm going to aim uh, my first shot here at the remaining slime guy. Mm-hmm. That's another nat 20. Mm. These slimes aren't super powerful. Are you put them away? I put the wood away. Why? I don't know. I thought you were going to finish it. Yeah, we're going to finish it. <laughs> so uh, it was 11. Oh. Um, oh have done that shot. And then I'm going to take my second shot at Bone Daddy. Bone Daddy. That one is a non-natural 20. Nice. Uh, eight on the damage for Bone Daddy. I'm assuming also probably have. And then my wolf shall try to bite again. 
It should be a 21 to hit for that bite. Yes. He does. And he does a chomp for uh, 14 damage. Nice. All righty. He gets a little bit like some sort of an on the bone stuck still in his mouth and he's trying to chew on it like a happy doggo. I love that. <laughs> I love that for him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It is slime turns. Uh, which is only one slime. He's running on group. A little bit closer. And then he's going to attack. The only thing within reach, which is the wolf. Mm -hmm. Ghost, maybe. Not ghost, spirit. His buddy's uh, in reach. Huh? Yeah, yeah. His buddy's in reach. Buddy. <laughs> mm -hmm. And he's going to the natty one. So that's an eight to hit. <laughs> Does not hit. Uh, 23 to hit. 23 does hit. Six bludgeoning damage. Okay. And eight acid damage. All right. That wolf took a, a big hit and it yelps. Oh. And the Uzra's group. And he looks a little bit smaller. Alrighty, Zook. It is your turn again. I will take my sword and I will strike him. That is a 29. Yes. Oops. I uh, got a great weapon master, so I'll roll that again. Oh, I got a three, so that's a nine points of damage. Nine points of damage. <clears throat> then I'll stunning strike again, hopefully. I, I roll. Oops. Oh, that counts. Uh, that is a. What am I doing to say again? With? Constitution. Uh, that's a four. Hey. No, wait, that's five. That does not make it. <laughs> you sure? Pretty sure. He is stunned. All righty, then I guess I'll make my next attack with advantage. <laughs> and they will swing. You see, when you hit him with the stunning, the, the skull on his face kind of cracked. Goes, I will swing at that crack again and hit for 29. 29 hits. And that is 13 points of damage. And then this time as a bonus action, I will second win. Second win. 
and I will recover. Hey, I got a 10. Fuck yeah. 11 points of damage. Nice. <laughs> Do I know that Bone Daddy would take half damage on a Karotic? Do you know that? You don't know anything about Bone Daddy. You've never seen his own daddy before. <laughs> <laughs> what do I know about Bone Daddies? <laughs> What don't I know about bone daddies? There. (laughs) Would take half damage on necrotic. What do you what do you say? Necrotic would most likely be half damage, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Only one way to find out. What's an arcana check? No. (laughs) Guy, it's your turn. Okay. Uh Let's go ahead and move my hammer, if you would be so kind, to right here. Uh, it's going to go ahead and swing at the bone daddy. Bone daddy. No, you see it's bone daddy. You just have to you have to take a shot. You got to throw your shot, see what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this case, I think a big miss happens. Uh, 15? 15 misses. All right. Uh, and then Dai is still like streaming this sort of golden energy out of her eyes and, and wings. Uh, flies over here uh, and is going to actually why am I flying adjacent to this person <laughs> they're gonna fly over <laughs> here uh, and killer uh, <laughs> and uh why am I flying into nonsense <laughs> right and then I'm gonna cast mind spike uh, it needs to make a wisdom save the ooze the ooze um, uh, good ne- oh natural 20 but that is minus. Four. 16. Uh, 16 will fail, except a natural 20 always succeeds. Oh, okay. Never mind. Um, but it's I th- super fucking lucky. Yeah, it has a 1 in 20 chance of resisting me. Um, Much like a real bone daddy in real life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, uh, that got away from me. Uh, so th- <laughs> Must not have been a bone daddy. Um, save. <laughs> um... Okay, it does take half damage though, so this is half of 5d8. You're welcome. What? We're introducing Bone Daddy to this. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, uh, that's just 10 points of psychic damage. Oh, 19 points. 10 points of psychic, 9 of radiant. Nice. As uh, just this sort of golden, I, you just see this sort of golden spike materialize and then drive, <laughs> drive into the head of this ooze uh, with a little just sort of radiant explosion. Well, the ooze slurps up, disappears, kind of like the other one did. Just kind of soggy and gross up the floor for now. I stamp an ooze-shaped silhouette on the side of my plane. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Is that your turn? That's my turn. Dick. All right. I'm going to cast Healing Spirit right next to Zook at second level. Okay. I'm going to take my 30 feet Five and twenty-five. So I'm gonna move myself here. 
And then on the boon daddy, I will cast uh, lightning bolt at fourth level. Noise. So he needs to make a deck 16 save. Oh, only 11, so Ooh. probably not. Okay, so I'm gonna roll 96 and just let this let's go. 13 and all. So he fails. I figured he's probably not too dexterous being undead. Is he undead? Looks undead at least. He's doing the product. Six damage. We'll find out. Lightning damage. 36? Yep. He's super definitely bloody, and I forgot to tell you before, so he's been bloody for a while. <laughs> We're just wailing on this old man, it turns out. <laughs> he says something, but it's in a language none of you understand. Please stop hitting me, I'm a professor. <laughs> <laughs> My grandson's downstairs waiting for me to come back. I'll give you as many Werther's originals as you'd like. Stop hitting me. I obviously like kids. Nothing happened in my other ones. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's Bone Daddy's turn. He is going to... Is he sleeping? Oh, yeah, he's stunned. He's going to stand there stunned. Good night, sweet prince. And so he didn't say anything before because <laughs> you'll get any extra stuff when he does that. I don't crit on him, do I? Because he's stunned. No, you get advantage on attacks if you're there in melee. Mine's a spell and it was a save. So yeah, so actually he would have automatically failed it anyway. Yeah, so cool. All right, so nothing happens on this turn. Pretty, it's your turn. I'm going to back up to this pillar. Um, oops. And um, so I'm kind of close up. Uh, I'm just going to like chuck my hand axe at him. Okay. Uh, 14. Uh, it was not hit. Did not think it would. Um, to retrieve that in a moment. Um, would it hit the window? Uh, would my disadvantage cancel out of using my longbow right now? Um, it would not cancel out because he is immune to bludgeoning, piercing, and slapping from non-magical attacks. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and cast something on it. Yeah. Uh, I'm concentrating so hard on my wolf. Um, so I'm going to go ahead. I'm not going to, uh, fart around with trying to fire my longbow from 10 feet away. Um, and I'm just going to go ahead and have my do a bite. Arf. 
I think that's going to do it. Yeah, that would be a 15 on the wolf. All right. That's it. Now we're back to Zook. All righty. Uh, so this guy's buddied, you said? Yes. All righty. Then we're going to go nuts here. Uh, I'll attack against my longsword. Okay, okay. Uh, that is a 12, and that misses. Yep. I'll attack again with my longsword. That's a 26. That hits. I will pump in a stunning strike. Okay. Um, and that does 18 that saves um, do I only reroll once for fighter ability uh, I do not know what does it say I'm trying to find it Features and traits, class features. Oh, don't forget to heal 1d6. Ooh. I'll roll that. Sorry, I didn't mean Rolled to You can reroll a one or a two on damage dice with melee weapons wielded with two hands. Yeah, I think that counts for all of them. Okay. And I will roll again. Yeah. That is an eight plus six is 14 points of damage. 14 damage. And is he looking very close to dead or just kind of close to dead? He's looking kind of close. And yeah. He is no longer in triple digits. Hmm. All right. <laughs> I will then. Uh... <clears throat> I'll use one more key point and do another uh, patient defense. Okay, okay. And <clears throat> for movement. I will go behind between them and the window. Well, that is right of my next. <laughs> Almost like my brother in my mind. All righty, die. Oh. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm a coward, but. <laughs> but you are alive. But I do like very much, yeah, living. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna fly over here to this couch. <laughs> Take a west. Uh, and I'm going to do a mind spike on the bone daddy. 
have him roll a wisdom save, please. And this is at third level because I am running quickly out of spell slots. Yep. Wisdom. That is a 10. He fails. So he is going to take 14 points of psychic damage, 9 points of radiant damage, and uh, also I feel like kind of importantly here, uh, for the next hour, I will always know where he is, as long as he is on the same plane of existence as me. Nice. Mm. And he can't become hidden from me or become invisible against me. So, uh, and then, oh yeah, fuck it. Why not? I'll attack him with the hammer too, because that's the luck. Uh, <laughs> that's going to miss. 14. No, 16. 16. 16? It does not hit. Okay. His AC is 19. Okay. Whoa. Uh, look at it. Uh, yeah, bone daddy's bone daddy's thick. Uh, I'm done. All righty, deck. Your turn. Hmm. In contemplating what I wanted to do. Can you do anything to keep them here? Not really. I make I can make the area around them tough terrain. Got wings though. It's my only way for that. Amanda, the descriptions of breaking off his skeletal parts were flavoristic, right? Not like... <laughs> um, the one with the doggo was flavoristic. The one with you, you get the feeling that he won't be able to pin with that wing again. Gotcha. Well, his pinning mechanisms are broken off when you broke away. He has another wing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just going to cast the wing. 12 plus 8, 20. That hits. Six, that's a six. Oops. And a three, nine. Nine damage. And really nice. Really good bonus action is there. In my turn. In your turn? Okay, boom, daddy. <coughs> hey, hey. You point that toward me. <laughs> oh, daddy's going to sail around getting a attack opportunity from Doggle. Do uh senior weapons have a tactical opportunity? No, right? I don't do. think so. They do not, no. Okay. Sadly. But Dado gets one, right? Yes. Okay.
21. That hits. How much damage? Uh, 12. 12, nice. All right. And you're gonna turn towards Hardy and Death. He sort of like starts making this noise, kind of like a cat about to throw up on the rug. <laughs> uh -oh. And then he sprays a 30-foot cone. Oh wait, sorry, it's not a cone. It's a line. A uh, 30-foot line of acid breath at deck. Deck, you have to make a uh -oh. dexterity saving throw. Plus three. 18 plus three, 21. Oh, you succeed. <clears throat> so there's a uh, a line of damp of acid spews out from his mouth towards you, and you're able to dodge out of the way and miss a whole lot of damage. It kind of like sizzles, bits of wind through the those are all, all or no damage? No half damage? Oh, I have as much as a successful one. You're right. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> oh, um, oh, man, so many D8s. How many D8s? More than I have. <laughs> oh. Well, I know how many dice you have in general, Amanda, so that's, that's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> More than I took out. <laughs> okay, that's better. <laughs> Also, were the, were the hot chocolate containers at your wedding the same ones that you use for your little dice collections? No, ah. they're different, but they're a similar thing. I was wondering. I was gonna, My I was dice gonna... ones are squatter. Ah. Yeah, they're square. I thought about getting the round ones for her when I first did it, but there's, the square ones fit really perfectly with the uh, um, nail polish polish rack that I got her. Oh, nice. 39 divided by 2. Uh, 19. Round it up. 19, yeah. That, that could have almost won at me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jeez. Alright, and that is his turn. Let's not get hit by a full one of those now. <laughs> Party. Party. Party, darling. Gonna. Party. <clears throat> Gonna get some. <laughs> get some distance here again. That giant spray was unpleasant to watch. Uh, so I'm backing up and okay. Uh, so my little legs only go so far. Um, I'm gonna just do my little uh, blow gun for this one. Remember blow boom, daddy? Mm-hmm. Uh, the 30 on that, apparently. That's not magic, right? Yeah, not magic. Yeah, so it doesn't do anything. 
It does nothing non-magic? He's immune to non-magical bludgeoning, piercing, or slashing attacks. Oh. Gotcha. So this goes tink. Oh. Yep. Oh, well. <laughs> this sucks. Um. <laughs> it just ricochets off the uh, the bone helmet that he's wearing. <laughs> oh, daddy's bone helmet. Uh... <laughs> So I'm gonna have my wolf uh, do a bite again. The wolf's getting a lot of damage, and that makes you feel any better. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> at the very least, that can do magical damage. Uh, so that would be a 22 to hit. Hits. Uh, 11 damage. Nice. All righty. Zoot, we're back up to your turn. All righty. I will once again move just a little bit and get in front of him and his way out of the place. If that's possible. Is this window open or closed? Uh, the window's certainly closed. All right, then I'll just stay right next to him. Okay. Because I don't want to use my action to open it. I'll make him open it. <laughs> I will then just attack. Yeah. Uh, 19. 19 hits. All right. Uh, stunning strike on that. All right. And. Oh, failed stunning strike. Sick. And 16 points of damage. All right, yeah. Um, then I will do another attack. Cool. That's a 25 to hit. 25 hits. Kill off, Oh, and take him down. Action charge. That Very is hit. <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, 13 points of damage there. Cool. And then I will use my last. Final key point to do a flurry of blows this time and hope to Bam. this guy. Um, that's a nat one. Nope. And that's a 20. Mm-hmm. Or not, not natural, but that hits. For another 10 points of damage. All right. He is staggering on his sheets, but still up. Instant. Hey. Uh, let's do a hammer attack first. See if maybe we can go. If you want to go ahead and move the hammer up next to him, yep. uh, you'll can... have advantage. Sweet. Flanking. Melee spell attack because he's stunned. Yep. Uh, 20, 20. I rolled a nat one and a seven. So, nope, mm-hmm. that's a miss. Aww. Thank you. I appreciate the enthusiasm. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to. Um, So get that. I'm gonna sacred flame. So he needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Yeah, he's stunned. He's stunned. Oh, what a shame. So, uh, ooh, good damage. Good damage. That is 
15 points of radiant plus another nine points of radiant. So that is 24 points of radiant damage. All right. How do you want to do this? Hey. Uh, so just uh, as uh, like die so die is kind of like lost like you know she's very controlled and like this side of her doesn't come out often and so like uh just there's just one final like flare of like energy from her eyes and wings as she just sticks her hand out and like this golden flame erupts around the creature just engulfing it uh and then like the wings like disappear and the eyes go back to normal and she falls onto the couch that she's over (laughs) (laughs) strategic if he could scream as he was being consumed by this flame, he would have, but he was stunned. So all he does is very, very sadly burn up. And then there's just sort of like charred body pieces left there. Mm. Gross. Uh, uh, it's radiant damage too. So I imagine he looks like, I don't know if you guys seen have seen, um, uh, oh shit, what's the name of that film? The Danny Boyle film that came after 28 Days Later where they're on the spaceship. Uh, and then there's the creature. It's not like, 28 weeks there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I haven't seen that. But <laughs> crap, what was it called? It's gonna bother me. Uh, anyway, but yeah, like they, uh, like the creature, the, the creature is just a person who's been like st- looking at the sun too closely, um, <laughs> and like it's just all like burnt. And so that's sunshine. That's what it was. Called. Sunshine. Yes. Uh-huh. Nice. As soon as as soon as you I was like, what was that? Because it had was it Killian Murphy in it. Yeah, yeah. Nice. All right, let's take a bio break real quick. Sure. Pause oh, the yeah. recording. And we're back. All right. So you guys got the corpse of Professor. So Malakwis at your feet. Well, at Zoom's feet. I would like to rummage through his body. All right. Uh, you find a couple of things. You find like a dagger. Um, you find a couple of uh, like black um, gemstones. And then you find, also find a, um, a split um, sort of like glass ball kind of split in twain in, his, uh, in a bag on his side pouch. And that's all you see on him. I'll take all that stuff. But I want to not like physically touch anything that's a gemstone and or magic looking, but I will wrap them in things until we could get them looked at. Okay, dokey. Can I inspect the corpses of the slime slimes? Um, they're mostly just like puddles. Puddles. Okay, there's nothing interesting. No. No, like things that were held in suspension, like a uh, magical dagger. Uh, no, not that type of slimes. <laughs> they're not those type of slimes. Maybe invisibility cloaks or rings. Invisibility cloak. <laughs> no. Um. I'm gonna go to the professor's body and just see if um, a if he's dead, and b if uh, whatever it was that had afflicted him like 
just I want to look more at that, like see if it was like a possession or like a mutation or uh, something. All right, uh, roll me a medicine check. Yeah, it's worried you'd say that. <laughs> well, die does this intelligently. Can I aggressively pull the skeleton helm off? Um, of his head? I I have sure. a pretty decent uh, medicine, so I want to help die out. Maybe die should help you. <laughs> I, my, my medicine's plus three. Right. Uh, Your medicine is what? Do medicine. The other one can do arcana. Not bad That's either dumb. way. Die's kind of because die's kind of dumb. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'll help you. I'll help you with the medicine check. You you can go and roll it with advantage then. Okay. Uh, not a good start. And to a worse finish. So only an eight. <laughs> All right. Oh. I rolled uh, a four and then a three. <laughs> nice. All right. Um, so you're looking at the body. You're not getting a whole lot from it. Uh, it doesn't look exactly like it did when you're, it was animated and you're confronting it. Um, but it definitely doesn't like it was when he was in his fantasy coma, shriveled old man in bed. Um, but uh, looking at the corpse burnt up, it's not making like any of the typical things that you'd expect mm-hmm. from something that died from burning. So there's a possibility in your mind that maybe it's been dead for a while. Mm. Mm. Was I able to rip the helmet off of it? Yeah. Did anything crazy happen when I did? Nope. Okay. You just saw that he looked like he was dead. Super dead. Yeah, so you just felt like this um, etched bone thing in your hands. Bony skull in your hands. Um, There's bits of bones on the bottom, on the floor. Um, and that's what you got in front of you. Can I yell down the stairs? Uh, when you go to yell down the stairs, you actually see um, coming up the stairs is uh, Helene. Ooh, okay. So I guess emotionally prepare yourself. <laughs> How do you feel about bone demons? I can't say that I am particularly fond of any bone demons, but if you will please step out of the way, I want to take a look at uh, what exactly has been affecting my household. Okay. And she kind of bends down, uh, kind of moving around her husband's body a little bit uh, for a few minutes. Sad. I was going to say, did she seem to recognize that it is his body? Yeah. She seems to recognize it. It makes her sad. Um, She's definitely sad about it, but um, also kind of determined. Mm -hmm. She goes, stands up. Have you ever seen anything like this before? Uh, I have not, but um, I definitely hate it. I don't mean to sound like an asshole, but you seem a little nonchalant. Is everything okay? Or is this just how you cope? <laughs> which which <laughs> is this? 
what nonsense what, what no white nonsense is going on here um well now that uh this thing's gone i can have a better idea of the world around me um how long has this been happening for about two years that's a good minute something took over my husband's body and sort of took over control of the house and it was sort of like being into a sort of like sleepwalking through the through the days for the past two years yes you seem a lot more coherent today than you did what hours ago what feels like months ago it what a fight. Uh, <laughs> Almost like I'm the type of person who wouldn't hand over keys to my house or let people into my home that I have not vetted or met before. Yeah, we were a bit suspicious that you just hired us on so quick. Um, were the hired hands, was it using you to get food? Is that what was happening? Uh, no, it wasn't doing any attacks inside the home. Um, I'd occasionally find pieces of animal or kind of grimaces, human bodies in the yard, bury them. Oh, in the garden? In the garden. I should probably see someone about that. Like, as in digging them up, or as in, like, therapist? <laughs> as in, like, digging them up and maybe, hopefully, uh, finding out what's happened to individuals who may or may not be any further identifiable. Oh, dear. And then she takes a seat all on the couches. Um, are you at all concerned about your creepy grandchild is he still around is he actually your grandchild Piro? uh shit and she throws and runs downstairs <laughs> uh well, i follow well, well wait i kind of hold up a figure and say um while she's gone what exactly were we hoping to get from here <laughs> um information on where on weird shit happening to people who've gone to the temple a lot of times yeah right and so go 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 ahead kate yeah i you know as as Zook said i think this was our first possible connection of someone who's had heated exposure and would maybe give us some clues as to what happened and it must it can't be a coincidence that he's assumed the form of this creature that we've only ever seen in the temple. Like it looks startlingly similar. Yes. And it's almost as if it made itself look that way. This was constructed. It's not that his body, I mean, his body did twist into form. That's pretty clear, but it wanted to emulate the look of the we found it's like a costume that they were playing in yes. and the ooze creatures so bizarre 
help um the Amanda, out of character, the <clears throat> the big baddie that flew away from us in the original dungeon fight, was he dressed simil similarly or no? No, okay. Um say, well, um the Hel Professor Helene was on the expedition too, correct? Uh she had been on like a couple of them. Well, since he's not going to be talking anytime soon, perhaps she might have some answers. We should make sure that Piro isn't a psychotic serial killer after spending a third of his life <laughs> in this and the murders are before we get downstairs. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> and also that seemingly he was not in a sleepwalking state through all of this. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned. I'm a uh, jog downstairs. All right. Um, so you go downstairs. Uh, Tannen and Barley are standing in the hallway outside of the door to Hero's room, and inside you can hear like hushed voices talking to each other. I go to the door and see if I can peek in. I want to kill the mummy. No, I'm gonna kill. <laughs> so, um. Uh, the sliding door that you guys had heard before into the side of the room is pushed open and uh, Piero and his grandmother are sitting on the edge of his bed talking and they look up when you peek in he goes oh hi Zook hey there kiddo <laughs> I see things. you killed all the bad guys sure did that's good. They made bad noises. Maybe. Maybe, maybe the kid was creepy because, you know, she was like in this weird fugue state for two years. Maybe the kid was in like a creepy state because of this. Maybe he's actually just a fine kid after all. <laughs> it was just the setting that made the kid weird. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he's, he's, a little, he's, he's a little bit of a weird kid, but it's definitely the ambiance really sold it. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, every kid's like weird. Kids are just weird. Every kid says a weird thing about seeing stuff every now and then. Yeah. So, Perry, are you feeling more awake now? Feeling uh, connected to the world a little bit? Yes. Yeah, David and I are happy you got rid of the bad guys. This is, this is your imaginary friend? Yeah. Okay. And he does. No, he's still creepy. What? The kid's still creepy. No, no, because he's happy we got rid of the bad guy. So he's not related to the bad guys. Okay. <laughs> what an adult name for an imaginary friend. That's what you said last time. <laughs> what was the name of the, the imaginary friend? David. David. This is my imaginary friend, David. <laughs> so, David, does he go by Dave in less formal setting? <laughs> by his friends. This is my imaginary friend David, his imaginary friend Bruce. <laughs> and here's Robert. And Helene goes, uh, yes, um, perhaps we can go downstairs and have something to eat. I, uh, I, I looked at Helene because, you know, she was like, I wouldn't have hired people. I invent. Like, I have a confession to make. I'm not a cook. So, uh, like, yes, that was apparent even throughout the few states. Not to be offensive, but, but uh, we did. I mean, everything was definitely edible. 
I mean, we, we just that, thought something. A little offensive. We, we 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 just thought that something was amiss here, and you needed help. Uh, we didn't well, mean to. We appreciate the help that you did give. We didn't mean to maliciously deceive you. Uh, if... Honestly, I'm not sure if you should do anything but deceive me in that state. Yeah, uh, let me get my sending stun out. I'll like do some like fantasy Uber Eats or something. We'll get something good here. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, I can pull together some finger sandwiches and small cakes. It goes downstairs. Leads you guys downstairs to the kitchen where there's you know a small table in there. Pulls out some treats and stuff from the uh, pantries and the ice box and uh, sets a pot of tea on to boil. So you went to that temple a few times too, right? Uh, which temple? I've been to a few temples. Uh, the one that with Anastas and Cher and all those people that they like to go Anastas, to a whole bunch. Yes. Yeah, the one that you asked me about the other day. Yesterday? Have you only been here for a day? Uh, the one that's near Shakara Shay. Yes. Yes, that one. I was there twice. Um, Mostly just stayed in the dormitories, the monastic dormitories. Didn't really venture around. One for, you know, the trip in the forest wasn't much about the uh, the anthropological, not dig. Implications. Um, yeah, I, I just reviewed some papers and finished some papers while everyone else did their thing. It was, it was a weird place, though. I mean, any all all of those old temples are very strange. So part of the reason we're here is that Anastas and Sheer have gone missing quite suddenly and inexplicably. Oh no! And um, I always found a Sheer, not so much Anastas, but. Yeah, if it was just a Gnostic, we probably wouldn't be trying so hard to solve this. <laughs> to be honest, at first, when they disappeared, we just assumed they were doing their own thing. Yeah. Yes, this isn't true. But when when Sheer disappeared in the thin air... Uh, that was front, a little more... That was a little more concerning. Um, and so the only thing that we could think of that connected them, aside from a you know, past affair uh, was that they were on this expedition together and along with Professor, you, you, you Professor and your, your for, former husband. Um, and so imagine our surprise when we came here and the professor, <laughs> the professor was otherwise indisposed as, as he was. So we haven't published it so obviously please keep this under your hat but we encountered a creature, very yes we, we encountered a creature in the basement of the dungeon that had been hidden away for quite some time and it looked an awful lot like the guys that your husband had put on right before he attacked us Ew. so that to us me think we think that the link is even you know, even more certain between all these happenings. At least I do. I guess we really haven't had a chance did, to confer. Did you notice? It certainly seems so. Did we notice what? How long have you noticed that your husband was dead? 
Or did he not? Um, he seems uh, live enough. Fantasy trauma. Uh, he, he was breathing. Um, unresponsive during the day and whatever the fuck he was at night. And that started two years ago? Yes. And when this all started, was that when your husband entered his coma? Yes. It began that first night. And was there any indicator for what caused that? Uh, No, he just didn't wake up one morning. Did you ever notice anything about his behavior after the expeditions? Did anything change over time? He was after perhaps the third or fourth of the expeditions, he was a lot more obsessive about it. I thought it was just due to the fact that he was making more and more findings. Did he ever talk to you about what he was doing when he was like that? Not really. He might have said a few things. I honestly academics talk about a lot of academic stuff to each other and if you're not in that same field you learn to kind of tune it out but um if there's anything that can hold help on. you in his office you can go into his office hold on for a second please yes. you mean to tell me that this force takes over your life fogs your brain turns your husband into a monster and you don't find that at all inter- interesting as an academic well in retrospect yes it's all very interesting was it interesting 15 years ago? No, not really. The last two years, yes. But he wasn't very talkative in the last two years, was he? Well, no, that's what I was asking about. The last two years. I don't... He I'm wondering... Co- he, I'm he wondering. in a coma. He didn't say anything the last two years. Well, no, that's why I asked if when after his nightly expeditions, he was mm. saying anything. Did you? He, he, he tried to say something to us. He spoke some weird language. Did you speak that? Did he try to talk to you ever? Um, I've always been in my room all night from 9.30 until morning. Remember last, oh, last time you tried to get her out of the room and she attacked you? She said you trying to leave the room. Well, that doesn't mean he never went in there. So I was just asking. <clears throat> so yeah, I was just saying, he never went in there. Okay. <laughs> and he, he forced her in there, so through mind control or some such. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, she kind well, of maybe something away further some from uh, Piero and pushes some fruit closer to him. Mm-hmm. You said that there He's might be something further in uh, his office? Uh, there could be. I know he's kept a lot of um, notes and documents, notebooks on his expeditions. You know, if he has any cool hidden spots now that he doesn't need them anymore? Uh, not that I know of. You did a pretty thorough investigation, and there's a. Okay. Um, and the notebooks that he's talking about, you're pretty sure are the ones that you have already stolen from there. <laughs> gotcha. But you, you give us permission to check out his office? Of course. It's at all helpful. This has all been very weird and very um, frightening, actually. But it won't me. 
And with Anastas and Sheer gone, and uh, once one moment, and she kind of gets up and goes out of the room and goes upstairs, disappears for about five minutes, and comes back down with uh, some papers and a bag. And she goes, Here are, well, here she hands it to you, Die, is the address of uh, Gilson Roper. Um, they were a student that went on a lot of these expeditions with my husband. Um, Wander, unfortunately, is another one passed away a few years ago. A few, as in shortly before your husband did all his weird stuff? Yeah, about about five years ago is when uh, she passed away. Wander passed away five days ago? Yes. Five years ago. Five years ago. Oh, okay. Um, and Roper, what was the first name for Roper? I'm sorry. Um, Gilson. G-I-L-S-O-N. Um, and uh, is Gilson Roper still alive and sane and not a skeleton monster? Um, last I spoke to them, though, it's been a while. He lives here in the city, let's see his address. And then uh, Pippa Arkwright's, um lives over at Plissett, in Plissett, another part of the country. Did you say but her I they're, send they're, a bird. Did you say their name was Pepper? Pippa. P-I-P-P-A. Pippa ah. Pig. Well, they may be in grave danger, so thank you so much. Um, of course. Well, um, it's like the middle of the night, right? Yeah. Uh, I hopefully it wouldn't be too much of an imposition, but uh, I'm fucking beat. Is it okay if we crash here? <laughs> yes, of course. Um, stay the night as much as you need. Um, and then she kind of reaches into that bag and she's like, and uh, for your troubles, there's this. And she gives you all um, bags of coin. Each of you gets like a pouch of coins. Ooh. And then she slides another paper across to you, die. She's like, I don't have a what many say items that would be very useful to a group of adventurers such as yourselves. But um, here's the title for one of the small homes that we own in the city. Uh, you want to use that, keep it, rent it out, whatever you'd like to use. You can use it as sort of base. Um, it's been in my husband's family for generations and I don't think We've even touched it in years. That might be a little uh, stale, but should be in pretty good condition. Hire someone to keep them standing upright. Would you say that it has good bones? Definitely good bones. <laughs> Only a little haunted. Is that a husband joke? <laughs> uh, yes, that was that was a bone daddy uh, callback. Um, <laughs> Well, you've been uh, most generous, um, and thank you. 
I'm Professor. Yes. So would you be willing to get Pyro a sending stone so that they can contact us if you start doing weird shit? Because it seems as though those who go on more trips start weird shit sooner. And then it's uh, been going about every three years. So just in case so they uh, can contact us. Yes, of course. And we know, of course, where you'll be living too. Or staying, at least while you're, if you, if you want to, while you're in town. Have a way of contacting you that way too. True, but if you get a sending stone, then even if it's three years from now, they can try to contact us. If you're, you, it true. seems like a two, three year jump. That's just true. in case. If you suddenly become a bone daddy. Yes. I believe, it, I believe the term would be bone mommy. <laughs> oh, bone grandma. Bone, grandma. Bones. bone granny. Granny bone spear. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I just picture her like taking him to the um the um sending stone store and he picks out like a nice blue one he's able to play some games on it but it's, it's like a, a, a kid's snake or something <laughs> it's got serpent on it yes serpent. <laughs> does your sending stone have games on it <laughs> no but if you know how to use if you know how to program it you can make your own games <laughs> and she goes all right well yes we should all uh Retire for the nights. I will see you in the morning. Um, so I'll send out for something for breakfast, so you don't have to worry about that. Anyone of you, uh, come on to your roof. I should get you back to bed. Um, it might sound like a strange suggestion, but does anyone think we should do a slumber party? <laughs> I say that I couch. That, ca- that couch I landed on was pretty yeah. comfortable. I'm gonna I'm gonna crash there. I think <laughs> build a little pillow for it. It was, you know, like infested up there with uh, cobwebs and everything. Maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Pyro goes, I'm going to go to my room. I think it's going to be a lot easier to sleep without all the voices. All right, Pyro, you could stay on your own. Anyone else? (laughs) I think, yeah, yeah, you you and David got this. All right. (laughs) Yeah, slumber slumber party away from the Pyro. That's the answer. (laughs) All right, uh, so you guys all go to bed. I uh, I want to take a string and a bell and put it across the door by Piro's room and then go. <laughs> oh, Barley and Tannen look at you weird while you're doing it. But I was like, okay. And they lie it down in between the two bedrooms. So you guys know if anyone invisible tries to sneak into his room and then I leave. <laughs> Uh, Barley goes a bit like heavy sigh. Sounds like he is like okay, <laughs> good point. Good, good. All right. Uh, since Paul's back's all fucked up, I think we're gonna call it at this for tonight. Um, are you guys good for the second weekend? Weekend in March. Uh, the tenth. I think it is again. That should be fine for me. Yes, looks good for me. Should How we for me too? Um, you each got a thousand gold. Oh, that is legit. Can we yeah, go shopping? How wealthy we are. Now we are. Actually, you got like 500 gold, and the rest are in different gems because they are a gem rich family. Mm-hmm. So, thousand gold. Mm-hmm. It's the first time I think that my goal went beyond 100. <laughs> wow, I actually have money for the first time this campaign. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Shopping episode. That's right. That's yeah. Right. Um, 
Okay, so 7 p.m. I'm getting fancy clothes. Yeah, that works for me. I'm just going to buy Lyle fancy clothes. Oh my God, he'll love it. So you guys go downstairs and go to your rooms and um, slowly get ready for bed and crawl into bed and pass out. All right. Okay, if we hit the long rest button, or are you going to... Yep. Are you going to kill us in our sleep? Nope. And then you hear a bell ring in the hallway. (laughs) (laughs) For whom the bell tolls. Yes, good. Yeah. David, he shouldn't be down here. We're supposed to all be asleep. Well, no. And you hear me checking into the local inn. Yeah. Glad we got to glad we get to play again. Looking forward to playing again next yeah. month. Yeah. Yeah.